Hello, this is Brian Carpenter with The Immortal Self. Thank you very much for listening. I have Jim Marshall on the line, and I I wanted to read his uh, bio that I met that I that I have here in front of me, and that's Jim Marshall, Bachelor of Science, is a polymathical intellectual whose areas of expertise include psychology, philosophy, theology parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, organization, education, and music. So he's written a book, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, Septemix. Am I pronouncing that right? You are. So uh, what would... What would you like our listeners to know about you? Well, I have discovered hitherto unknown human phenomena from which I constructed a practical philosophic system called Septemics. That's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S. And wrote a book called Septemics Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. This book would dramatically improve the life of anyone who takes advantage of it. If you want to find out about Septemics, go to septemics.com. What is Septemics? Septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word Septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 set scales which span the spectrum of human experience. There are 24 scales which apply primarily to individuals and 11 which apply primarily to groups. How is Septemics beneficial? I wrote this book to help people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's negative or detrimental. Moreover, just finding out what level you, another person, or some group is at is by itself enlightening and beneficial. Finally, once you know the actual level of a person or group, you can improve that person or group by moving them up one level at a time. Each of these advantages represent major steps forward for society. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior. Combined, they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. How can one use Septemics to improve oneself and one's life? That's the next question I have here. Okay. I, I think that's the next question. Did I skip? I think, I think I think the next one was why is Septemic significant? Yeah, why is it significant? Okay. Well, the data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. If someone were to invite you to a rendezvous, you would certainly expect him to tell you the exact location 
and perhaps also how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get somewhere if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to your destination. This sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly. For example, when I started driving extensively before the proliferation of GPS units, I was surprised to learn how many people did not know geographically precisely where they were, nor exactly how to get there. More often than not, my request for directions to the location of the person on the other end of the telephone was requited by vague and often inaccurate instructions, which often did more harm than good. I learned to ask only for the address, which many could not give anyway, and then look it up on a map. If this is so with physical locations, it's even more so with conceptual locations because they are abstract. Most people wander through life aimlessly, so much so that it's considered normal. Whether discussing politics, career, romance, finances, health, you name it, most people do not know where they are, where they are going, nor how to get there. If you want to improve your or another's condition, these scales are very useful because each scale is a roadmap for some area of human activity. It enables you to find out precisely where you are, where you're going, and how to get there in some specific context. There are very few human behavioral contexts to which at least one of these scales does not apply. And how can one use it to improve oneself and one's well, life? If you, if you study these scales carefully and use them to resolve your confusions and dilemmas, your life will improve. The more carefully you study the scales and the more diligently and frequently you apply them, the more benefit you will receive. Whenever a situation or question arises in your life, turn to the appropriate chapter and analyze the situation against the relevant scale. Specifically, I would advise you to go through each relevant scale and find your level, either generally or as regards some given context, by an honest inspection of behavior and situation. Once you are sure you're at a particular level, try to get the idea of being up at the next level. Ask yourself, how would that manifest? Then work out a plan how you would move up to the next level. If you are correct about what level you are in, it will not be very difficult in most cases to figure out what to do next, however arduous or lengthy the task may be. If you cannot work out how to get up to the next level, generally it's because either you're actually at a different level than you think, or you have not fully comprehended the text. If you do these steps thoroughly for each scale, you will undergo a metamorphosis. Mm. And how can one use Septemix to help others, such as family, friends, and business associates? Well, the best way to introduce someone to this subject is to use a specific scale to help the person resolve a specific problem. This is done as follows. Get the person to explain the situation as fully as possible. Select the appropriate scale or scales for the situation. If you have studied the scales well, this should be easy and as it is often obvious. For example, if one is having spousal difficulties, consult the scale of sexuality and the scale of allegiance. If one is having health difficulties, consult the scale of physical fitness. Next, have the person studied the glossary for a corresponding chapter and ensure he understands all the words in the scale. Then have the person study the entire scale carefully, being certain the reader knows the correct definition of each word. 
When he's done studying the scale, ask if he has any questions about it or disagreements with it. If so, clear these up, usually by clarifying the meanings of relevant words. Next, help him find where he is on the scale. If this step, this step alone should bring considerable relief. If it does not, you probably have the wrong level or less likely the wrong scale. Time spent on this step is a wise investment. You might ask, how are you manifesting this level? Often, this is all one need do, as one will usually have a realization about the subject as a result of this step. Then help the person to work out a handling that will move him up one level. If you have the right level, this is often easy, if not obvious. A useful technique in this regard is get the person to visualize first being at the level one is at, and then ask him to transform that visualization into being at the next higher level. When he has done so, ask him how close he came to complete transformation. Then repeat this entire visualization technique until either he says he got all the way there or has a relevant realization and is pleased with the result. Finally, get the person to procure a copy of the book so he can study it. There's a much better chance he will benefit from it if he invests something in it. If you really want to clean up some, someone's life, either generally or as regards some specific area, help the person find one's level on all relevant scales and then coach him to move up one level for each scale. Done correctly, this would bring about major improvements in the person's life. Does Septemics apply to everyone? Yes. Septemics applies to all people in general, across all lines, be they gender, racial, ethnic, historical, social, religious, cultural, economic, educational, professional, geographic, national, age. These scales transcend any other categories of people. Of course, needless to say, the person must make an effort to get these scales to help him in order for them to work. Mm. Can you tell me about one of the scales? Okay. The first scale I discovered, I call the scale of basic purposes. Although when I discovered it, I did not know it was a scale of basic purposes. It took me years to figure out what axis it was. Every human being has one of seven basic purposes. Now, of course, everyone has innumerable purposes, but there's only one basic purpose. And this is usually something that lasts the person's entire life. People very rarely change level on the scale. So when you spot someone on the scale, you have an enormous understanding of what he's about because you know his basic purpose. For example, I can tell you the basic purpose of every president of the United States going back as far as Franklin Delano Roosevelt, because I've studied these people, I've watched them, I've listened to what they said. And if you know the scales, it's not hard to spot people on the scales. People actually tell you what level they're at. You just have to know the material. Hmm. Now, the lowest level on the scale is what I call the subversive. Fortunately, there aren't too many of these. Uh, the, the objective of the subversive is destruction. Most people have difficulty understanding this. Most people uh, don't think that there are people who intend to destroy. They think that 
uh, they're out for themselves or some other ulterior motive. But there actually are people who are so crazy that their intention is to destroy. And examples of this are Adolf Hitler and Pol Pot. If you study these people carefully and ignore their rhetoric, you can see that they were out to destroy. They both did things that really they did not have to do because they had this purpose to destroy, including their own people. Up from that at level six is the criminal. Now this level is easy for most people to understand. The criminal is out for himself. His objective is pleasure. Uh, now, if you get in his way, he will do harm to you, but he's not destructive per se. So for example, uh, he might want to rob a bank to get a lot of money so he can buy uh, limousines and airplanes and yachts and things like that. But uh, he doesn't go in there intentionally to kill people, although he might if it suits his purpose. Up from that at level five is the last of these seven levels that I discovered in this scale. It's what I call the loser. The loser is inherently self-destructive. His purpose is to suffer. Now this makes no sense to most people because most people are not like that. I'm sure you've seen people like this. These people destroy themselves one way or the other by becoming drug addicts or alcoholics or criminals, or they end up in insane asylums or prisons. And these people really cannot be helped. Now, there are do-gooders who think that everyone can be helped. And I'm sorry to tell them that's not true. These people cannot be helped. Even though they're not criminals and they're not subversives, they're basically destructive only to themselves. Now, of course, if you happen to be standing around you can sort of get caught up in it and they can sort of inadvertently be destructive. But the main problem with these people is that they destroy themselves. If you give them a house, it will burn down. If you give them a car, they'll crash it. If you give them $50,000, they'll blow it in Vegas and so forth. Uh, these people, many of them don't live very long. Many of them wind up homeless people or in an insane asylum or something because they are out to destroy themselves. Up from that at level four is what I call the normal. This is the largest group. It's 30% of the population. If you want to know about the normal, I suggest you watch uh, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. You can find it on YouTube. It ran for 15 years because enormous numbers of people in the United States related to it because it's about normal people. And if you watch the show, you'll see it's all about they have a house, they have a car, they have kids, kids go to school, the dad works, uh, they want to take a vacation, they want to save money. You know, they're, they're not out to do anything spectacular. Basically, the purpose of these people is to conform. They want to fit in. If people own an iPhone, they want to own an iPhone. If people uh, are on Facebook, they want to be on Facebook. They want to fit in. And these people uh, can be helped, but they're, they're not really motivated to do anything spectacular. Above that at level three is the winner. Now the winner is somebody who's out to win. It's not enough for him to lead a normal life. He wants to uh, 
lead a nation or become a billionaire or uh, be the CEO of a major corporation. Many people in, that are well-known uh, in general are at this level. Uh, for example, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were winners. And if you study them, you can see that they were motivated to do extraordinary things. Now above that at level two is the leader. The leader is someone who will sacrifice himself for the good of others. Examples of, of a leader are Abraham Lincoln and Winston Churchill. They accomplished amazing things. If it hadn't been for Churchill, England would have surrendered. If it hadn't been for Lincoln, the Confederacy wouldn't have been defeated. Lincoln had almost no help. His generals wouldn't fight for him. His cabinet wasn't behind him, but he, but he succeeded because he wanted to conquer. The, the goal of the leader is conquest. Now you might say, wait a minute, that's a bad thing. No, it isn't. It depends on the context. When Lincoln conquered the Confederacy, that was a good thing for most people. Certainly not for the plantation owners who owned most of the slaves, but for certainly for the blacks, for even for the poor people in the South and for the country in general, it was a good conquest. Uh, he also, after he defeated them, pushed through the 13th Amendment, which made slavery unconstitutional. Uh, this is a man who had at most one year of education. So he was an extraordinary man and he suffered terribly, had a very difficult life. That is not unusual for leaders. Most leaders have really bad things happen to them. Uh, and if you study him, you'll see that he had a really bad life. And for his trouble, he got a bullet in the back of the head. So above that is level one, which is the saint. The purpose of the saint is transcendence. The saint is really not interested in most of the things that most people are interested in. They're not interested in wealth. They don't particularly want to be famous. They want to ascend to a higher spiritual level. Now, if you talk to a saint, they'll tell, they'll tell you this in the context of his belief system. For example, if you talk to a Christian saint, he'll talk about going to heaven. If you talk to a Buddhist saint, he'll talk about attaining nirvana. If you talk to a Hindu saint, he'll talk about resolving his karma. So they all have different ways of expressing it, but they're all essentially doing the same thing. They're transcending the physical plane. And those are the seven basic purposes. Now, this is a very complicated scale. It has uh, an inflow outflow aspect to it. Let me tell you what I mean by that. This is a bipolar universe, or you might say it's a dichotomous universe. In order to have an in, you have to have an out. In order to have an up, you have to have a down and so forth. So seven of these scales uh, have a variation between inflowing and outflowing. Now, when I say inflowing and outflowing, you might also want to say instead of inflow, withdraw, and instead of outflow, reach. So for example, level one, is transcendence, that's withdrawing. That person is on an inflow. He's not exploding out into the world. 
He's withdrawing from the world. Now, below that is the leader. The leader is not withdrawing. He's outflowing. He's reaching, which is a completely reverse vector. Below that is the winner who is inflowing to himself. He inflows wealth and all things that he would want to have. And below that, the normal is outflowing. But he's outflowing in a very normal way. He's not outflowing anything extraordinary. Below that is the loser, and the loser is inflowing catastrophe onto himself. He pulls disasters into himself. It's an inflow. And below that is the criminal. The criminal is, is outflowing into society. Very often they outflow bullets or blows with a club or something else like that. They're definitely outflowing. So you don't want to get in their way. While the subversive is inflowing, he's pulling in destruction onto himself. So you can see that this is, it sort of verifies mathematically. Uh, when I discovered this scale, I knew I was into something big. I had a six level scale that had these, this scale, but it was missing the fifth level. And I knew those six were correct in the sequence they were in. And I used it successfully with my clients uh, in counseling for decades. But I knew there was still something about it that wasn't perfect. And in 1995, the light bulb went on over my head and I realized there was another level which fitted between the criminal and uh, the, the normal. So that's level five, which is the loser. The reason it took me a long time to figure that out is it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some people like this. You know, I once did a real estate negotiation for a person uh, and this person kept sabotaging me. You know, I was doing it fine. I actually did succeed in getting the, the proper price on this. But I had to finally tell the person, go away, shut up, leave me alone. You're going to blow this deal. And eventually later on, I realized this person was self-destructive and was actually preventing me from getting the best deal, which is what I was supposed to be doing. So when I discovered that, and I interpolated that fifth level between the fourth and the sixth, and I saw that it created an inflow, outflow, inflow, outflow. Then I realized this was big. And so at that point, I had many other scales that I had collected of varying numbers. Only one of them had seven levels. And I said, I wonder if these other scales are actually seven level scales too. So I looked at them and because I knew what I was looking for, it was not hard for me to find the remaining levels for all the other scales. And wow. within a matter of days, I had 32 seven level scales. Then I realized this is a subject. I've discovered something new. Uh, and then you have to realize there are 35 scales now. There's no situation that a human being is going to have that one or more of these scales is not gonna help them with. I know that because I worked on this book for 25 years. And 
right from the beginning, from the very first transcript that I consulted with my associates about, people were blown away by it. I've had remarkably positive response to this book. And I worked on it for 25 years to get all the kinks out of it. I come from an engineering background. And the idea of engineering is whatever you're doing has to work. It can't be uh, hit and miss. So I used my engineering principles and I, uh, 35 scales, seven levels each, that 245 different levels, and each one had to be verified and perfected. And then in writing the book, I had to express it in a way that would make sense to people. Now, the background of this is complex, but the book is not. In other words, there was a lot of research uh, in a variety of areas that went into creating this subject. But my goal was to write a book that would help anyone who could read English and wants to improve. Now you might say, well, everybody wants to improve and that's not true. Uh, the bottom three levels of the one scale that I articulated, the loser, the criminal, and the subversive, they're not out to improve themselves or others. That's way above them. Uh, but the other four levels are. Now, of course, you have to realize each of the 35 scales is unique. You can't figure out anything about scale A by studying scale B. And if you think about it, in order to have a subject that spans the spectrum of human experience, you would have to have scales that are very different from one another. So, that's part of the beauty of this subject and why I know it can help anyone who can read English because uh, if you study the scales, you'll see they cover everything and then you just have to, if, if you understand the scale, it's not hard to know how to use it. Okay, cool. That's, that's pretty cool. It seems like you're very passionate about it, 25 years write a book that's um, impressive. This whole thing is impressive. Are you still there? Jim. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay, so we lost the connection. We lost the connection for a second. Okay, so can you refresh my memory what I was saying before I got distracted? Oh, you were saying that you were talking about how you were doing this for 25 years and okay, yeah. that the subject matter. Right. So the, the uniqueness of the, of, the, of the scales. Right. So you see, I worked for 40 years as a human development engineer in which I helped people. Uh, I had tremendous success helping people. And while I was helping them, I started to observe that when they improved, they improved in a predictable way. In other words, they were moving up scales. 
And I started writing down those scales. Mm. And then later on, I came back and realized that they were all seven level scales. I didn't realize that early on. So when I wrote the first version of the book, I knew this had to be researched and worked out to be foolproof. And that's why it took so long. For one thing, mm-hmm. I wrote this book in a way that it would communicate to professors and intellectuals and uh, people with master's degrees and such. But I also was careful to write it in a way that it would also communicate to the average person. Now, mm-hmm. that is not an easy thing to do. It's an 87,000 word book. So I literally had to go word by word and say, how is this going to be interpreted by different types of people and find the best choice of word? That took a lot of rewriting. Also, as I ran this by readers and associates of mine, colleagues of mine, uh, I came up with further ideas on how to express it uh, in a way that would be beneficial to the person. Mm-hmm. So, so I, when I, when I had it down to a foolproof system, then I published it. That was cool. Year. Cool. That sounds great. Thank you very much, Mr. Marshall, Mr. Jim Marshall. Really appreciate you sharing everything with us. Uh, that's right. So that's septemics.com. I see. Can you spell that one more time? Uh, can you hear me? Yes. I got okay. Septemics. S E P T E M I C S. Septemics.com. Go to the website, and there's a lot of information, and you can decide from that if you want to buy the book. But I'll tell you. You can get this hardbound, softbound, or ebook. The ebook is not expensive. So, for very modest uh, investment, you can change your life and change the life of people around you. And that is something that's sorely needed in the world because there's a lot of people that have situations, people of, at every level and every strata who have things they want to resolve. And this book will help you. And as I said, there's no context or situation that is not going to resolve if you use this book properly. Thank you, Jim, Mr. Marshall. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to end now, but you can stay just to say goodbye. And I'm going to stop the recording. Okay.